I was supposed to tell this story about how Kane had this girlfriend that he killed in a car crash. And it was just insane. And it ends up, I'm at a funeral home with a dummy in a coffin. Oh, my God. With Kane's mask on, pretending I'm Kane. I'm on top of the coffin having mock sex with this man. Oh, my God, no. And, oh, Jesus and, Christ. Oh, yeah. And, and Vince is yelling at me. God damn it, do it harder, make more noise and stuff. It's gotta be over the top. I really did. I screwed your brains out. So about that Dolph Ziggler push, huh? Jeez, who who saw that coming? (laughs) Yeah, he's a main eventer next week, I imagine. It's one of those uh yeah, who's who's punch bowl? He pissing. God, man, he's been pissing in punch bowls for a while now. Obviously, clearly, I don't know. A lot of people liked it. I mean, it was fun. I was fine with it, honestly. I mean, I'm a Dolph fan, so obviously, I don't want to see him get played out like a punk. But basically, well, you did. I know, but that's that. I mean, it, it it all went to the purpose of getting Owens over, which is I guess it's yeah. fine. And, and I, is that what we're looking at at SummerSlam now? Is Owens and and Shane, Shane McMahon yeah. sure doing Shane McMahon will dive off a satellite and. Do triple Lindy's and fucking <laughs> dive, dance off, on his face. Dive off the International Space Station. That'd be great. <laughs> uh, it's, I thought the pay per view tonight so far is pretty good. We are watching currently uh, Samoa Joe against Kofi Kingston. Yeah, and uh, I thought tonight has been pretty good. I want to want to tell you a little bit about um, from what I saw about the Evolve versus AEW fight. I was not particularly impressed with Fight for the Fallen, at least. I haven't that, seen any yeah. word on that whatsoever, and I haven't seen it either, so. but I, I don't, that, I, I have to go back and watch some more of it, but I, I don't. What was, I mean, what was the, why didn't you like it? Um, it seemed to be kind of the same old, same old, and I would say the Hangman Page match with whoever he was wrestling, I can't even remember, but it was kind of like, it, it ground everything to a halt. Um, wow. I did, Brandy kind of as a heel with with uh, with Kong uh, didn't do a whole lot for me in that match with Allie. Yeah, um, I don't think they gave MJF enough mic time, and they he they buried him again. He didn't win. He didn't go over at all. At some point, you got to let that guy win a match. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I just wasn't overall uh, the Kenny Omega match was okay. I just didn't see anything that, that particularly stood out. Now, I'm not shitting on these guys because it's going to be completely different when they get on TV on a weekly basis and are able to build stories and stuff like that. But Well, I mean, you don't want to half-ass stuff up until from between now and October. You don't want to just get out there and make your put your name out there just to put your name out there if you want to put out a shitty product. I mean, I'm not saying it's shitty. I don't know. I haven't seen it. But just going with what you're saying, it's just... It's, it's a C or a C minus. Yeah, it's not living point. up to expectations or something. I don't know. There was a, when, when Cody took the chair to the head, it was a real turning point for that promotion. I think it right was now. for me, man. I have to admit, I, I don't mean to be old man on the porch here with that, but, but dude, I, I'm sorry. You just... And I'll go back to what I said, and I'll say it again, that... Okay, so the chair was supposed to be gimmicked, but yeah. if the but if the room for for uh, something going wrong was that slim, the door was that slim open for what mistakes you, to be made. You don't you need gain, to be doing it. What are you gaining? On what that? are you gaining? And then all of the the people who piled into the ring, the MJF turns babyface for about three quarters well, of a yeah, second. It, it just made no sense. I, I didn't, under, and I thought the a lot of people talking about the announcing, and I was at least on Twitter, I was getting on to Jr. pretty good. I, I think. I don't think Jr. is doing himself any favors right now. I, I completely understand that he wants to continue to work because of what's happened to him in his you know his life for the past couple of years, and he wants to keep going. And I, I don't. I, to me, at this point, um, all these people that are like, "Oh, he was the voice of my childhood." He's he's tarnishing that reputation and all the stuff that he's built for all these years. I don't think he's. I don't think he's doing himself any favors. And I tell you what, I think him going out and working and doing all this stuff is getting in the way of him trying to deal with himself and healing over what happened with his wife and everything. Like he's trying to hide it almost, you know? Well, immediately when they went after, they had all these reports of him drinking during the the New Japan gigs when they came to Long Beach and all that shit. Right. There were several people that said that stuff. That's never been confirmed, but I but it's... It's pernicious. But, yeah. yeah. There's been several different, various pretty respectable sources that were saying that. And he's got another yeah. book. You know, he's coming another, got another book coming out next year. Oh, really? Year. I didn't yeah. know that. Under the Black Hat or something like that. So I don't what, know if he's... What's this concerning? Is this like the latest chapter I of his life or something? I guess the last one he wasn't really able to shoot on WWE like he because he's not under contract anymore. That's right. the stuff he's doing with Conrad now. Like when he was in, I think he was in Jacksonville Friday night 
and he's this is the first time you'll ever be able to you've been able to see him when he's not been under contract with World Wrestling Entertainment. Okay, either in some legacy role or a consultant role or something. Right, right. <clears throat> he's allegedly able to tell the truth about stuff. And I'll tell you another thing. I've, I I had stopped listening to his old podcast, and now they've relaunched it with Conrad. I thought it was. I think it's a hundred times better with Conrad. I think Conrad's other podcast, particularly one with Pritchard. Is dreadful. I think it's, the it's one with stale, B- man. The one with Bischoff's beyond awful. Tony's good because Tony's a likable person. Yeah. Um, and I'll tell you another the the thing with with uh, Ross, he will read passages to Jim Ross like he does with Pritchard, like he does with Bischoff. Uh, Dave Meltzer said blah, blah 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 blah, and instead of having Pritchard or Bischoff going, oh my god, and Dave Meltzer he fucked it up again. He's terrible. He can't even start a sentence correctly. Shits himself on a typewriter. Jim Ross will go, yeah, that's pretty much right. That's pretty much what he got. And, <laughs> there you go. And he was right there, right next to fucking yeah. Bruce Pritchard all of those years. Yeah. And he worked, you know, side by side with Eric Bischoff for a while, too. And well, I, you know, I find a, it very interesting. Yeah, well, do you think there, there's a market now to, for somebody like JR to make money off a, a book about WWE dirt when we can get it free from John Moxley and shit like that? Oh, wow. yeah, that's a great. That's, that's like an ultimate question, unless he's really got. I mean, unless there's some other stuff in there that's pertinent, but I mean, if it's just blasting WWE, I don't think we've heard enough of that. I don't even know. Let me let me try to get a description. By the way, uh, as we speak, Amazon Prime Day is like just a few hours away. So if you want to shop at our, and it's uh, on my birthday, which I'm is at, good. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, if you want to shop at our Amazon store, which is katievic.com, you get the best deals of the year, and it's a great way to support us. I'm going to look at the description of the book. When is it coming out? First of the year, you said? It's like next spring, I think. They've, okay. already, they've already got the pre-sales on. Under the Black Hat, My Life in the WWE and Beyond. Pre-order price guaranteed 1836 for your Kindle. Wait a minute, let me see. You know, hardcovers. Uh, Kindle's twelve ninety nine. Okay. That's not bad. You can pre-order that right now. And there's no... Uh, from legendary wrestling announcer Jim Ross comes a candid colorful memoir about the inner workings of the WWE and the personal crises he weathered at the height of his career. Jim Ross has been the beloved voice of the WWE and now All Elite Wrestling for decades, but there is so much more to the man that fans know. In his follow-up to his 2017 memoir, Slobberknocker, Ross shares the story of professional wrestling's rise from a quirky sideshow to a multi-billion dollar industry in the 90s and 2000s. Under the Black Hat is packed with stories from the height of WWE Madness, including Ross's nurturing of global talents like Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Stone Cold Steve Austin, and John Cena. It traces the fracture of Ross's relationship with Vince McMahon, his triumphant return at WrestleMania 32, and the heartbreaking challenges he suffered behind the scenes, including multiple debilitating bouts of facial paralysis and the sudden tragic death of his wife, Jan. For all its larger-than-life characters, Ross's story is endearingly human in scale, turning a gruff but gentle eye to themes of professional ennui. That's a big word for wrestling fans. Ageism, disability, and grief. Okay. So weird to believe that he was discriminated against because of his disability and because of his age. Well, we kind of knew that, didn't we? It happened. It's been happening in wrestling since before we were alive. Oh, I'm sure. Told with heart, humor, and failing honesty under the black hat is a gift not only uh, to his many lifetime fans, but the new ones he's sure to find. And we, we had all this stuff about... The last one that was, uh, the last book that came out, and he wouldn't give that other guy credit for writing it. Right. And people had to kind of dog him into doing that. I just found that his announcing wasn't that good. Alex Marvez is, again, the weak link, the weak link in all of that. Um, now, did Marvez, was he in this, yeah. was he back again? Yeah. Uh, Instead of Golden Boy or whatever that guy's name was. Yeah. I couldn't think of it. They're not good. Marvez is not good, and Excalibur is not good. The the three of them together is extremely awkward. They never should have gone with Jim Ross, and I'm just tired of all of these people. Oh, he's the voice of my childhood. They did. I did hear them talk about uh, who was I listening to today? I was listening to Jim Ross. It was Jim Ross with Conrad, and from a podcast a couple of weeks ago, they did talk about Bob Cottle, and they talked about you know Jim Ross thought he was as good as. Anybody that's ever well, been. Of course he was. I think. The publication date is March 31st of 2020. So there you go. Okay. Go I'm still not convinced it's anything that's provocative or we haven't really heard about before. I don't know. Maybe there, there might be some 
gems in there that we don't know about. But I guess there's always going to be a market for like behind the scenes dirt and stuff, you know. I guess. But haven't we heard like all the like I don't know. It seems uh, like we have. Yeah. Uh, unless there, the, unless there's some really damaging shit. I mean, Co- between- Kofi Kingston is retained by the way. Yes. This, uh, championship. Yes. He's universal. Ch- is he the universal or is he the WWE champion? Nah, I don't fucking know. <laughs> He's one of the two. It looks red, which I think is the universal. And I don't see Brock Lesnar coming out to beat his ass. No. But Paul Heyman said he would. Yeah. So it's, it's a spoiler. So I guess he's uh, going to show up in the Seth Rollins match, right? I guess. Yeah. Uh, I thought Whatever. the production and stuff for the AEW show was fine. Mm-hmm. I thought it was that they continues to be very strong. And if they bring that sort of stuff to the storytelling element yeah. of TNT, I think they'll be fine. Was uh, the crowd hot? The crowd was good. It was a good crowd. It was an interesting space because it was kind of an outdoorish kind of amphitheater sort of situation. Okay. It was called the Daily Center or something like that in Jacksonville. I don't know. And it's right next door, I guess, to and Shahir Khan uh, founded the place or whatever. Okay. But I thought the Evolve show overall was better than AEW. And I didn't want to be that guy. Going into it, I would never would have thought that in a million years. But I thought uh, the Matt Riddle match was really good. I thought the Adam Cole match was very good. The Paul Heyman surprise was very good. I like that one. Um, the match that he was ring announcing for with those two guys, the guy from Shelby and Austin Theory, I mm-hmm. thought it was an excellent deal. Um, the chick match, uh, wow. Brandy Lauren belongs in our top five. Yes, she's nice. There was nice stuff going on there. Uh, I, overall, I, I thought the Evolve show, which I'll just straight up say it looked indie or kind of Little League or whatever. It did. But the way that they staged it, was the way it is, and I thought the, I thought it went over very well. I thought yeah. they accomplished everything that they wanted to accomplish with that thing. Cool. Well, I've I, only seen what I saw with you earlier today. What you showed me, so I, I need to go back and watch the whole thing. It's again. good. No, I think you'll I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. Sunday, August the eleventh. There it is. SummerSlam from Toronto, Ontario, at Scotiabank Arena. Streaming live on the WWE Network, and we are ready for the man. Oh, this is going to be just a dreadful match. It's the man and the man's man. <sighs> Versus the Baron and the Baroness, uh, or something uh, dreadful. Yeah, so, yeah. I thought I thought the Evolve show was was better overall. I, so I might was, be in the minority, but I, well, I don't know. Is this Evolve thing going to be a, like a semi monthly thing that that's starting up here, or or what? It did come off as nakedly like this is just something Vince can do to fuck with AEW. That's what I, that's what it looked like to me. Like they're not. It, it didn't even really look like they were couching it that well or trying to hide it that well. Uh-huh. They didn't come out and say it, but it's like eh, this is just something we can do. Yeah. So maybe every time that they have one of their pay per views, he can just throw a special on like that, and just it'll be like the old days when they would put you know a show on TBS to go against a pay per view or a show on USA to go against yeah. a, whatever Clash of the Champions. One of those deals. I don't know. I, I I would expect, again, you know, I think Gabe Sapolsky books very very well, and he does very good with with the stuff that he has, and they've got some good talent and roster. Um, Evolve tends to get lost in the shuffle with all the other promotions. Oh, of course, it does. But it's got its own kind of brand of stuff, and I think they do a good job. It looked okay. Um, the Ricochet special on the network is very good. Uh, I don't know where I've been as far as sleeping on Casey Cantanzaro. But she is one fine slice of pecan. Just the sweetest girl. Just the nicest girl. And she's in the thing a lot. I saw some clips of him when she was in the the Women's Royal Rumble, I think, earlier this year. And they go backstage to him, and he's just, it, it ricochets crying. He's, like, crying because his girlfriend was in this thing. And he was so happy for her. It was delightful. Well, those feelings for Tessa are just gone, I guess. Gone. Tessa's moved on. He's moved on. I guess. Well, uh, he's all crying I said, but I said that to you. I mean, I thought that I thought the match that that he had with AJ tonight, Ricochet had with AJ, was yeah. really good. Yeah, I just I hate he lost. I really do. I do too. I kind of wish he would have hung on to it, but I understand. And they'll probably, you know, they've still got an issue. They can go again on uh, at Summer SummerSlam. Slam. Let's hope. And then, like you said, uh, he can bring out a partner or something to watch his back, kind of shit. Bring bring out Finn Balor. Now that Finn Balor has dropped the Intercontinental Championship to Shinsuke Nakamura, who yes, is still on the roster. Maybe Finn Balor and Dolph Ziggler need to team up. Uh, I don't know what's going on with this company. Nobody knows what's going on. And they can be managed by Mojo or Ollie. But hey, how about that Raw reunion for like no reason? (laughs) Look, goddamn, what can we do? Let's have everybody back one time. 
We don't really have, because we're not at episode like 1,000 or 1,500 or 2,000. Yeah, God right. damn it. It's a raw reunion. It's going to be a raw reunion shake up. God damn it. With a wild card roll. <laughs> and a double flippy twist. God damn it. Yeah, that'll make those ratings just pop off the chart. So I like the, I like the ricochet thing. I thought it was good, and uh, Dave Batista. Have you you said you watched that one too, right? I did, yeah, because he talks a lot like this in that one. He's very serious. He's Batman. <laughs> I like Batista, but sometimes he gets a little over dramatic about shit. Well, I mean, I was I was discussing this earlier with you, and I just can't imagine how your life changes when, first of all, you get cast in a Disney movie. Mm. I mean, that's I know they look through every piece of DNA in your body and every you know every piece of underwear in your drawer and everything you've ever done, and then oh you kind of screw around and oh that becomes the number one movie of the year. I can't imagine how yeah. your life, the team of lawyers, security guys, consultants, and everybody else kind of just swarms into your life. It must be just insane. Yeah. And remember the W again. I'll just remind everybody when he left after that disastrous last run in the middle of them fucking everything up. At that point in time, over like shitting on Daniel Bryan, uh, he said to Hunter, and he said to him, "Well, you know, the movie's coming out this summer, Guardians of the Galaxy, and if you guys want to do something with it, we can, you know, I'd, I'd be happy to come back. We can do. Well, we're we're not even sure it's going to be that good, so no, no thanks. <laughs> Number one movie of the year." Like a billion dollar yeah, movie. I'll, 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 I'm sure we can dig up some other movies they've done promotions with that have been, you know, box office smashes. Um, Lacey Evans. What you think? What you think of that Paul Heyman thing though from Evolve? Uh, oh, sorry. Oh yeah, it was good. Kind of emotional, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, it made sense. They were in Philly, and it seemed very heartfelt. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I like that. Uh, let's see. Uh, Nakamura won the title in a short... Oh, yeah, there it is. Mm. Finn Balor versus Shinsuke Nakamura. This is a pregame for the IC title. Nakamura won the title in a short match when Balor missed the coup de gras and Nakamura did the Kinshasa to the back of the head and a second traditional one led to the pin. Balor did a flip dive and the match was... Oh, we may do the Dave Meltzer uh, misspellings. <laughs> Please. The match was fine. <laughs> But they simply didn't have time to do much. The TV match was much better. Uh, George Gulak versus Tony Nisa Sausage for the Cruiserweight title. Is it, he got extra sage? Extra tonight? sage, actually, because if you like sage. Okay. Why are sage and pork so good together? I don't, I don't, who, so, who thought of that? I don't know, but whoever did, just kill her. And if, why don't they just feed the pig sage? Cut out the middleman. It's infusion. Another short match that didn't have time to build much. Some fans were into Gulak because he's from Philadelphia, but mainly quiet and very well wrestled. Gulak retained cleanly with two power bombs in the Cyclone Crash, which is a neckbreaker-like move, according to Mr. Meltzer. I'm assuming, yeah, this would be the beginning of the show. Roman Reigns and the Taker versus Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre in a no-rules match. This looked, It seemed like they wrestled for about 30 minutes on this. I know, right? And went around. Uh, Chokeslam Shane and Elias McIntyre went oh when they were showing somebody put a picture up of Undertaker and, and Roman like standing over Shane and Shane's in you know the ring and he can't see his face and he's like all crumpled up and CM Punk subtweeted is that the fan who got into the ring <laughs> that was good I just like he, he feels good about throwing shade oh yeah best in the world uh, they left the ring to Undertaker. It was definitely a strong comeback for Undertaker after the match in Saudi Arabia. I don't think you can save him. Yeah. Got a lot to do to come back from that shit. And, and you know, the irony, of course, is that's the exact same arena where Roman got his cousin booed a few years ago. Yeah. Exactly I'll never same. get that look on Rock's face. Really? I'm Dwayne Johnson. They talked about Undertaker being the near, near the end of his career. Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch promo. They talked about stuff in Philadelphia. I'm, I'm sure there were cheesesteaks like Tony Luke's. Yes, yes, yes. Rocky. Crab fries and uh, shit like that. Liberty Bell. I touched Bryce Liberty, Harper. I touched the Liberty Bell when I was a, when I was a child. Did you crack it? Is that what happened? Uh, no, it just did, it's because I know you're like all about germs and stuff. I can't imagine what there must have been like. MRSA on that or something. Oh, yeah. I mean, Flesh eating bacteria. Well, it's like the Blarney Stone. Rawr. Uh, Lynch said if they made a statue of Lacey Evans pigeons, and this is how Mr. Meltzer is spelling pigeons. Okay. P-I-D-G-E-O-N-S. Pid, 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 pigeons. Pidgeons. Would poop all over it. 
they announced a Raw reunion show with Stars on Deck. It's for the 22nd. It's not an anniversary or anything. They're just looking to pop a rating, bringing in Stone Cold Steve Austin, Ric Flair, Booker T, and tons of others. Mm. But I want to remind you, they're not in a war. Uh, Revival versus Usos for the Raw Tag Team titles. He says a good match. We'll have to go back and look at it because you and I missed it. We just saw a couple of good spots. Yeah, they did look good from what I saw, though. Alistair Black versus Cesaro. He says this was a hell of a match. I thought it was pretty good. For, it was better than it had a right to be. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I, I thought it had potential just because of who, who the two guys were. I, I, weren't, I wasn't really interested in it otherwise. I, there was just not much build up there. Um, they kept making a big deal, I think, on the AEW thing about how the money was going toward, um, you know, victims of gun violence and stuff like that. Uh-huh. So, uh, I was, so it's what? What was the name of it again? Fight for fight, what? F- uh, fight for the fallen. Fight for what the fallen. Yeah. Okay, that's what they're doing. This was a hell of a match. This was a different style tan you ever see in the WWE. <laughs> this is a different style tan you ever see in WWE. <laughs> Lots of strikes. Uh, there's no, there's no, um, there's no comma. Lots of strikes, low kicks, forearms, <laughs> knees, and good mat wrestling. Black did a moonsault to the floor. At one point, Black had a knee bar that Cesaro turned into a sharpshooter. That, that was a good spot. You yeah. were, you were confused by the ending because uh, was that really his finishing move? Yeah, I don't. I mean, I, I, I don't know. Is it? They were exchanging all kinds of strikes until Black used the black mass. There were fans chanting, "This is awesome!" But a lot of fans is that didn't. the black mass, the kick. I guess. Okay. But a lot of people conversely really liked it. Our truth of Carmella. <laughs> that was pretty funny. <laughs> Let me talk to you for a minute. He acts like he just whispered Alexa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have you seen Hornswoggle? <laughs> when they had the picture up at first, when he's putting the pictures up backstage, I thought that was Chris Jericho's face at first. <laughs> what, is, what is... Why is he putting up Chris Jericho's picture? <laughs> And then I saw it was uh, I saw it was Hornswoggle with his <laughs> with his new wife. <laughs> we didn't see them though, did we? Uh, I haven't not yet. We got to see uh, maybe on their honeymoon. God, I want to pay for your honeymoon. Do you, have you seen the clip where Christine Leahy from Fox Sports One is interviewing Bailey? You haven't seen it no. yet. This one's circulating a lot. No, and Bailey tells her. Well, we have to get in the car and we have to drive for hours to the next town. And Christine Leahy's like. What? You don't have drivers? No, no, no. We have to rent our own cars and have to go drive ourselves. And Christine Leahy is just dumbfounded, just completely and totally dumbfounded that, that that's what they would do. Wow. It's like, and she's right. There's no other, you know. And Christine Leahy, by the way, I, I she used to be on the Colin Cowherd show. She's not a dumb person. She's not an ignorant person. She, I think she was like an academic I don't know. She graduated summa cum laude or something from Boston College. She's pretty smart, but it's just beyond. When you tell somebody in the entertainment industry who's worked with sports and she's been around sports for a long time, Christine Leahy has. Um, have you ever seen American Ninja Warrior? Do you know that yeah, show? Yeah, she's one of the hosts. She's one of the yeah. Okay. So uh, when you tell people what these guys have to go through, they just can't believe it. And it reminded me a few years ago of when Stacy Keebler was on. Dancing with the Stars, and I think George Hamilton was on that season, and she was kind of telling, "Well, we have to do this, 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 and we don't really get paid that much." And the, the people at, on that show were like, "Oh my God, I can't believe you guys get treated like that." Yeah. So when you're outside the bubble, and, and rightfully, I, I think the clip has been pulled down for some reason or something. Though the Bailey clip you're talking yeah, about, yeah, I think because I, I I don't know if the company, but it. It was embarrassing to the company or whatever. Throwing shade at WWE can't do that. But you know, it's it's relevant, real deal, Holyfield. And uh, you know, they're they're enjoying the high of all of that great publicity they got, I guess, from the ESPYS. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Did you do you watch ESPYS? Did you watch that? No, I I did not. I usually don't even pay much attention to the All Star Game and the bat. But yeah, I don't either. It was really strange last week. The Major League Baseball screwed around and they made some new stars. Yeah, they did. Actually. It was it was bizarre, right? Yeah, yeah, they did. You're it, right there. WWE can't do it to save their lives, but apparently Major League Baseball, which needs it desperately, they they were able to create a couple of new stars. I'll tell you what, that home run derby, I that was that great, man. It was amazing, right? <laughs> it was. I mean, it was I, I to, fucking crazy. Well, man. And you, you and I, at various points in our lives, have been baseball junkies, and it's one of our, you know, it's one of our favorite sports and stuff like that. I, when Vlad Guerrero came up to the major leagues, I paid 
a lot of attention because it was very interesting and it was very new and I wanted to see how this guy was yeah. going to do. And there was just a lot of buzz around him, you know, yeah. stuff. And I remember when his dad plays, dad was a great player and all this shit. So, you know, I, I paid attention to it for a little while and that kind of faded away. You know, I was doing other stuff and paying attention to other things, whatever. And then they're like, well, he's going to be in the home room during Well, let's be good. No, watching my home. And man, that was, that was great. Yeah. That was amazing. Him and uh, all, all of oh, the yeah. stars. Acuna. Oh my God. That whole thing was tremendous. Yeah, just in the, in the scores, man, like 40 to 39 and, look, the, and 29, I mean, 28. Usually, I, you know, I, I'll, I'll be the first one to tell you, I think the home run derby, for the most part, is usually fairly hokey and kind of boring. I mean, if you're a kid or something, or you're, uh, it's fine. If you got a, you know, one of your favorite players is well, in it or something. The Josh Hamilton story from a few years yeah, yeah, ago yeah. was amazing. Yeah. Because I remember being down at spring training when he was coming back in. I think that was probably 2007 in the major leagues and it was kind of he was coming back with the Reds at that time and it was like well this guy's been through all of this and he's been through addiction and he slept on floors and it looks like he's got his shit together and he's actually going to make a major league and people were really rooting for him yeah. even people who because the people who go to spring training games tend to be more into it and following the story they're like, like the NXT of the baseball crowd they are they, they really are they're the wrestle geeks the IWC whatever you want to call them and so people were really rooting for him and stuff and then he makes it to the home run derby and he's got his coach from high school throwing in and that was a great story but most of the time it's not anywhere near that that interesting no it's but, not but that that whole situation was just bananas it was bananas it was and it was great to watch and it was so much fun to watch and it made you like really and like i said some new stars were born yeah some young stars that you could actually and it wasn't you know the funny thing about major league baseball so far this year is it's been more much more about Kristen yelich and people like that than it has been about bryce harper I know. You haven't heard much about Bryce Harper. No, he you signed really a contract haven't. and then you know, he's done some stuff and then that's it. Yeah, I mean nothing special. But I I, I found all of that to be very interesting and at a time when the WWE can't create new talent to save their lives it looks like or if they do they bury and it's not them. because of lack of it. No, it's there. It's just that they screw it all up with writers and everything else. Yeah. It's a shame too because they do have some nice new talent in there right now in WWE that they can really be doing something with. I think there was a story about Chris Jericho said that he was his first non-scripted promo in 20 years or something. I got to find that story. He cut his first non-scripted promo in 20 years or some shit like that. Like, like with AEW? Yeah. yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, this is it. Chris Jericho reveals his fight for the Fallen promo was his first unscripted promo in 20 years. Chris Jericho made his presence known at AEW's Fight for the Fall on Saturday night, jumping Adam Page while under a mask midway through the show and cutting a scathing promo on the Jacksonville crowd later in the night. The former WWE champion spoke with the media after the show and revealed a surprising fact about that promo. It was his first unscripted promo in nearly two decades. Tonight, I said this to Dean Malenko. It is the first time in 20 years I've ever done a promo with no script, no approval of what I'm going to say, and really no idea of what I'm going to say, Jericho said. Just knowing I have a point and some directions, and I may or may not want to go. When Hangman Page got busted open, that changed the entire design of the promo, and it was very liberating. How good are you, Chris Jericho? Can you go out there live without a net and no prepared memorized script and captivate an audience? And I think it worked out very well. Of course, I can do it, but we never, ever get that chance to do it in the WWE. Did you hear it? Did you? I have heard it. WWE's scripted promos have been a particular point, talking point amongst disgruntled wrestlers and wrestling fans in recent months. Oh, uh, Trent Beretta got mad at me. Oh, really? Yeah, what happened? Well, what did you do? Cole Cabana had like a tattoo of somebody uh, and on their stomach it said kayfabe or something. And I put a comment under it on Instagram and I, I said, uh, how's the lawsuit? <laughs> <laughs> or, like, How's the lawsuit going? And Trent uh, came under me and he goes, really, dude? Yeah, well, that's it's life there, Trent. I've disappointed one of my heroes. One half of Rapongi Vice. I've, I've disappointed him. Or best friends, whichever one. Either one. I liked Rapongi Vice, and they should have been. Rapongi Vice is fine. Best friends, eh. If Rocky's got a couple of his t shirts left, I'd like a Rapongi Vice t shirt. Because it was pretty badass, honestly. Really, dude? I, should, I, 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 I think I could probably show it to you. Unless I've been blocked on Instagram by. Oh, you might probably have. Some ass, of those guys are so. Ass McGee. <laughs> Such snowflakes, man. <laughs> I got to find it. It's pretty funny. Bubba Ray Dudley, I'm talking to you. 
<laughs> yeah, he's particularly a dick and a half. Uh, so there's the post and it's got the guy. Yeah. It says kayfabe on the guy's tummy there. Yeah. Well, you're just being kayfabe. I thought I was. I was protecting the business. As I far thought as so. Concern. Uh, I said, how's the lawsuit going? <laughs> so, but so. Oh, there it is. Yeah, yeah. You can see the exchange right there. It's right at the bottom. <laughs> he really says, Jesus, dude. Uh, no, maybe he says, Jesus. Yeah. Because I don't know, I don't know if Colt's got like a, a reference to Jesus. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> well, who's this carpenter you speak of? It's nice. It's nice that uh, that Colt has his little little boys working and, for him. And like then that. a fan comes in and says, "What lawsuit?" <laughs> Jesus, dude. And then this guy Cody Masters comes in and he really puts me in my place. Okay. Uh huh. I mean, the guy's a public figure and he uses a Z like because I'm B-dub for reels. Yeah. He yeah. uses a Z instead of an S. He's really got the whole thing working for him there. Yeah. So yeah. He, put, he put me in my place. Yeah. God dang. I've been uh, chastened. Wow. Is what I've been. Wow. I like I like Trent Beretta. I don't know why he has to stick up for Colt Cabana. That's what I'm wondering. Yeah. Right, Colt's got a lot of people like fooled into thinking that he's a nice guy. Not us, though. Oh no! A troll's a troll's a troll, motherfucker. Uh, WWE scripted promos have been a particular talking point amongst disgruntled wrestlers and wrestling fans in recent months. Jericho explained that the freedom that comes with letting wrestlers speak without a script has been one of the reasons working uh, with res- reasons reasons he's getting excited about working with AEW. It's the other side of the coin. If you want creative freedom, we can give you that in AEW. Jericho said. Jericho will take on Page for the first time to become for the chance to become the first AEW World Champion at the company's next pay per view, August thirty first. It is all out from suburban Chicago, Illinois. Jericho stated numerous times in promos he feels the he has to beat Page, or else he's unsure what will be left for his wrestling career. He was one of the first stars to sign with the company back in January, and later added he is effectively banned from his old stomping grounds in the WWE. I think he's making a little bit too much of all that. I'm banned from everything, and if they see me, they'll kill me. And it's like, yeah, okay, I get it, Chris. Whatever. Yeah. So do we think Phil's going to show up at this show? I'm never thinking Phil's going to show up. I'll be shocked if Phil shows up for anything. Okay. Yeah. I've talked with him, McMahon, a couple of times, but I'm kind of public enemy number one there now, Jericho said in April. No, I don't know. I don't know. Moxley might be up there pretty high, too. Hmm. The shit lift keeps getting moved around. I've kind of been removed from the annals of history. I asked the other day if I could have a couple of their guys on my podcast remote mania, and I was told, no, it's not appropriate because you're an AEW. Well, it, I mean, what did you, I got to say, what did you expect? Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, seriously. They're not going to let you just have people. I mean, I don't care if you've been there forever or whatever. Right, well, I mean, they pulled, uh, they pulled fucking Kurt Angle out of uh, WrestleCade. Oh, yeah. Why did they pull Kurt Angle at a WrestleCade? Uh, he must be getting paid something still with what about his son, WWE. I don't what about know. his son, Jason Jordan? Is he going to be able to be there? <laughs> I don't know if that applies to his son. Or I not. think they were still kayfabing that on Father's Day, weren't they? Like, hey, I got a, I got a birth, I got a like Father's Day card for my son, Jason Jordan. <laughs> oh, or some come shit. on. Our um, truth and Carmelo were looking for Nick Drake Maverick, Alexa Bliss, give Nikki Cross a gift. <laughs> it's GVA. <laughs> She give yeah. a a bliss T shirt when the street prophets showed. Up. Boy, the, the street prophets are just like a ray of sunshine uh, at this point, don't you think? It, it, yeah, they're funny, but I'm just. Yeah, what are you going to do with them? Yeah, yeah well, I mean, uh, why are they there? Uh, it just makes I don't know. I know I sound like Wade Keller, but I can't. Help <laughs> I just I can't. <laughs> Uh, have you have you heard any of me and Bruce with the? Uh, I've heard all of it. Yeah, it's pretty fun. It is pretty you know, fun. Pretty fun. We had a good time with it. Um, Bruce learns how to turn down the volume on his shit when he's playing stuff back. <laughs> It'll be even better. <laughs> I mean, I liked hearing Doctor Tom Miller as much as anybody because <laughs> give a kid a toy. Like Bruce, there's a volume. I can't. I don't know where it is, but I can't find it. No, it's on the screen if you just... Okay, okay, just go do it. Okay. It's fine. <laughs> Alexa Bliss Gavay, Nikki Cross again. Yeah, a blessed Gavay. t-shirt when the Street Profit showed up. They asked if they win the title, where's the part out? 
<laughs> Not party yet. Part out. Part out. <laughs> part out, bruh. Ah. What the fuck is wrong with this guy? I mean, there are programs that will fucking... <laughs> Bliss said if they win, they are co-champions. The Street Profits laughed at the cross so they would do anything for each other. And tonight they will become the first SmackDown women's co-champions. Uh, Where the part at? <laughs> part out. Oh, row, row. Uh, let's get this part out started. Uh, Bailey versus, versus Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss for the SmackDown Women's Title. Most of the match saw them working on Bailey, but they kept Bailey strong, including at one point she had an Indian Deathlock on Cross and a Cross face on Bliss. Bliss bit her hand to break it up, and they broke it out. Did you think that you said you thought that Alexa Bliss had lost some weight? Looked like it. Yeah. I know she'd uh, been sick for a week or so, but <clears throat> you know her weight's always a very sensitive thing because she's had the eating disorder and it's yeah, been, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I didn't mean she looked skinny. No, as shit. I, no. I just thought she yeah, just didn't look good. Yeah, and I'm not. I'm trying to think of the word you use. Well, the booty's still big, though. The booty's still nice, yeah. but it looked like it, her legs weren't as thick hmm. as they normally okay. were maybe i might just be you know you know I told, minute, I told you a long time ago they i think even last year charlie caruso was going to try a new workout regime and she's going to try to get her butt real big that's what her trainer said and we don't get shots of that which i think is really unfair god you know how, how uh, would you like to be charlie's trainer <clears throat> my imitation of trent Beretta. jesus dude <laughs> thanks for swooping in Makes all the difference in the world, pal. Jesus, dude. Jesus, dude. Thanks. Whatever. I was talking to my friend Scott, okay? I was asking him how the lawsuit was going. Quit being a troll as a troll as a troll, Trent. How's how's the lawsuit going, Scott? Yeah, a legit question. Right. That's right. How's the lawsuit going? You could have been more assholeish about it. We well, you know he used to have a T-shirt. What about that? that what, what about that lawsuit, motherfucker? <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I thought I, I could have been like, "How was the lawsuit, sir?" He used to have a T-shirt. It was like, "How you feeling, Colt Cabana?" And it was like, "Hungry, sleepy, whatever." Mm. One of those choices should now be litigious. I think that works. <laughs> doesn't it? There's money to be made, right and there. No, he, and this is another way that I'm bringing people together. If you listen to the Jim Cornette stuff you know that one of his sponsors is Stephen P. New that, that yeah. attorney out of West yeah. Virginia why Why would Scott not be able to hire Stephen P. New to help him out with his legal problems good question I mean that would be a good idea I don't know if he does that sort of stuff but at least you know and this could build a bridge between Colt Cabana and, and Jim Cornette yeah well what? No, no, let's see you know why is there, is there a rift between those two? Yeah, because he does, uh, Colt Cabana just does comedy, and Jim hates it when people do comedy. Oh, okay. Well. As we talked about, uh, when. Is that Bruce, what it's called, comedy? Is that what it's called? <laughs> well, alleged comedy. As uh, Bruce and I were talking about on the Great American Bash, uh, which was July of 1986 from the Greensboro Coliseum, when Cornette is doing kind of comedy and wrestling baby doll. By the way, at the beginning of that match with the Midnight Express, Baby Dog is Bobby Eaton a terrific arm drag. And it's not just him because he's like the best worker in the history of ever. But she gave him like a really, she's been in the business her whole life since she was a child because right. her family was. She really did a great job as an artist. I thought, holy shit, that's legit. See, when Jim Cornette's doing comedy against Baby Doll and she ends up pinning him, it's different because we've already established he's a pussy ass manager. Mm -hmm. He has no physical skill. He's a wiener. Right. So it makes perfect sense that she should be able to kick his ass. Right. So that's not really comedy. Right. 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 And when he gets bounced in a birthday cake during, you know, three different territories. Yeah, I was going to say, which one? That's not comedy. And did you ever, how many times did you see the um, thing where they ripped the manager's pants off and he's wearing like ladies underwear with a garter? They used to do that? Yeah. But not, not, not I didn't see Cornette. Maybe he, I think when Cornette did it, he had like the the boxers on, yeah, the hearts on the him. hearts or something on him. I saw J.J. Dillon get the thing ripped off, and he had the ladies' underwear with the garters and everything. Yeah, how many times did that? I, I think Heenan did it at least once or yeah, twice. Yeah, yeah. I don't know who started that, but that was. I think that's really funny. But it's not. But anyway, that's why he doesn't like Colt Cabana because Colt Cabana does. Comedy. I don't know. Who, I don't know who to who to who to take up for in this one. 
Oh, so you're on you're on Cornette's I gotta, side. I got to. I guess I got to take Cornette. Yeah, you're on Cornette's yeah. side. He's yeah. always been. But I, I do like a little comedy in my shit once in a while, though. I will. I will say. Well, that's that's mainly Cornette's problem with uh, the world. Is you know, funny don't make money. Yeah, that's the Jim Cornette mantra. Yeah, and just and like you said, they, uh, he never did anything funny. No, he didn't. So I can it's, understand. It's bizarre. It's kind of bizarre. Well, fuck you, Colt. Yeah. Uh, Jesus, dude. Uh, which I, I find that offensive. I don't know why you're throwing that word, the J word around to a Jewish guy, but you know, that's fine. That's fine, Trent. Yeah. <clears throat> you do you, boo. Trent. Uh, Best friends. Best friends. <laughs> Best friend. Uh, where was I? Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, Bailey used the Randy Savage elbow for the pin. Braun Strowman versus Bobby Lashley. And I found this match to be very boring. They brought yeah, I did too, man. Like, I, I had no I desire. I'm just, I'm kind of over all that. I'm Daniel, just kind of over Bobby Lashley. Well, Di- Daniel Bryan and Rowan and Big E and Xavier Woods and Heavy Machinery. Heavy Machinery, I was really good. Otis doing all his crazy comedy spots. Yeah. They're good, man. I, I like them. I thought it worked out very well. And and uh, New Day ends up winning the championships, I think, for the sixth time. I believe I called that one. It's nice. Uh, Paulie, and, Paul, by the way, uh, Seth Rollins is beating the fuck out of Baron Corbin right now because Corbin gave an end of days to his woman, his man. Whatever. Wow. <laughs> Don't you touch my man. Oh, he just got curb stomped. There it is. Using a... I'm a little behind you because he's beating him up with a kendo stick or some shit. Oh, Seth is that. That was right when it started. Now he's getting him with a chair. Yeah, yeah. Why do we, you know, just because it's in Philadelphia, you don't have to just do ECW. You know, they had wrestling in Philadelphia before ECW ever existed. They right? did? Yeah. Really? Yeah, there, there was How stuff. About that? There was like stuff that didn't involve tax and barbed wire and shit like way before. You mean they really wrestled? Oh, yeah. No, no. I think Bruno, no sports entertaining I think Bruno San Martino really was like a big draw in Philadelphia for decades. Before there was ever a W, wasn't he known for the kendo stick? Yeah, he was uh, did a lot of death, exploding death matches. I don't. I, oh, I just, here comes here comes Lesnar. Dun, 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 dun. So Rollins. Oh, he is there! Holy shit! So they got him. Is he gonna is he gonna pin Seth Rollins because Rollins has been damaged? Well, Rollins. Doesn't look like he's... You're not the worst for wear? No. It's, I mean, he's ready to roll. I mean, he's been through a match, but he's not like laid out on the mat. Do you think he's really going to cash in, though? Do we think he's really going to do this? Well, I want the, Now, the referee has no idea what he's doing. And I want him, I want there to be at least a five-minute discussion from the referee. Huh? What, do you, what is this? What is the thing you have in your hand? Well, he's, he's down there discussing what? it with, with Heyman now, so maybe that's getting worked out. Let's see. Look, look. Well, I know you're behind. You'll see it in a second. I see. I see Paul parading behind him with the briefcase. Yes, you'll you'll see the. Nope, getting ready to cash it in. Looks like nobody's cashing. He is cashing it in now. Oh, is he? Yes. After he suplexed Seth a couple of times. Yeah, that was good. uh, Maybe maybe Becky's going to come in and save his ass. All right, so the referee instantly, for some reason, understands what he wants, which is strange because there usually is a lot of confusion here. And we have to call a supervisor in and four managers. Oh, he... Uh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Brian just lost his religion again. Uh, Brian. Jesus, dude. That's what I say. So I see him. He's going to... He does the thing where he does the thing. He F5s the shit out of him. And there's the pin. One, two, three. And that's it. Oh, well, Brock Lesnar's got the belt again. That was lame. That yeah. was fucking lame. Yeah. I'm sorry. That was fucking lame. <laughs> everything about it. Everything. I mean, Seth wasn't even laid out. Mm-hmm. He comes in. He, he gives him a couple of F5s. Or, or no, no, he didn't give him F5s. He gave him a couple of uh, belly to back. He gave him, it was an F5 before the oh, pin. Oh, was an F5? He did an F5 he, before the pin. He, did, he gave him some Germans. And that's what it was. Yeah. yeah. But still, come on. And, he, that, he, he, and that is the universal championship ah, that Brock Lesnar has. Ah! <laughs> There's a certain listener that we have who's really going to enjoy you melting down in real time. God damn. Uh, well, that's disappointing. Go away. Just go away, Brock Lesnar. Well, go partner up with Trip Beretta somewhere. Trent. It's Trent, not Trip. <laughs> it's Triple H, not Trent. 
I like Trent Brown. Okay. He's um I don't I don't know how you can after that. He's but. like a prettier version of Frankie Kazarian who can't wrestle quite as well. Well, I'll give you that, but still, I mean, he anybody that jumps into uh, Jesus dude jumps jumps into safe face for Colt Cabana yeah. of all people. I just hope that Colt's feelings weren't hurt by that. Well, it looks like he headed him off at the pass. That's so good. So, you know. Ricochet versus AJ Styles for the U.S. title. This was a good match. I it was could, pretty good. I could go yeah. four stars on that one. Cla- Styles won with the title, won the title with the reverse Styles clash off the middle rope. There was a lot of interference from Anderson and Gallows. Uh, all that stuff was good. This was the one that was interesting. I do hate that he lost it, though. I, yeah. I, I ricocheted just, I'm with you. Uh, but I like you said, maybe they He'll could. be back. Yeah. And the special's really good. They talk about, yeah. He's not a very controversial guy. They talk about Paducah, Kentucky. Not a lot, as it turns out. He, I, I kind of feel like there's some kind of confluence and there's not really a separation in those characters between Ricochet and, and whatever we're calling him, Mustafa or Ali or whatever it is. Because I kind of feel like they're doing a Dark Knight thing with Ali. Yeah. But they're trying to do a superhero thing as well with Ricochet. And it's like, eh, I don't know. You know, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, sort of. I mean, what do you think they're going to do with this with Ali? How do you think they're going to handle his character? How, I mean, how is he going to be? I think portrayed? he's going to cut promos and not wrestle until they go back to Saudi Arabia. They're going to put him over. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I I I can't figure it out. Unless the you know, unless those assholes over in Jeddah have said, "Well, here's like a shit ton of money, and you know, keep him strong." Yeah, which you know, it could happen. Is there any doubt that that's something that could happen? I mean, as big a whore as uh, Vincent Kennedy McMahon is? Well, I mean, uh, let me ask you. Is Mustafa Ali and, and Manson or Monson? What was, what was the dude that won the the uh, the uh, battle royal thing, that biggest battle royal? Yeah. M- Monsoon, Mansoon. Yeah. Are they the same person? No. It's okay. Because I never heard of that dude. I never heard of that guy. The, every, everything that seems to be fashion on Ali is based on that special they did on him of the network about him being a former cop. That seems to be like all the yeah. kind of being the fact that he's a Muslim and stuff. Although, I mean, I think he's devout enough, but I don't think he's. I don't think that's like a huge. It, it's it's a big enough part of his life, and I'm sure he, you know during Ramadan he's observant and stuff like that. But, yeah. Um, and I got another question. Yes. Where's Bray Wyatt? What the fuck? What is this? Yeah, it seemed like that thing was happening for a while. Right? I mean. Y- Every week there was, you know, a, a funhouse thing. No, but we see Charlie Cameltoe or one of whatever those, <laughs> one, of those, one of those things that shows up in the background or something. Charlie Cameltoe. Look, I think the only thing that makes I've any seen sense. Some of her movies. The only thing that makes any sense is when they brought Pritchard back. He brought the coke with him, and that's what's happening in the WWE. Maybe that's right why now. they wanted him back. I guess. Uh, Jesus, dude, really. Uh, Dolph Ziggler versus Kevin Owens. Dolph Ziggler gets his ass kicked in 15 seconds. He did a promo wanting Shane McMahon. He said he expects to get suspended or fired. But since Shane was in with The Undertaker, so he lived another day, said Shane McMahon can kiss his ass and go straight to hell. Yeah. Well. Kofi Kingston versus Samoa Joe for a WWE title. Crowd was kind of quiet as the show is now in the four-hour mark. Uh, Joe controlled most of the match, which was short. Didn't build much. Do you know the, the All-Star game took two hours and 48 minutes the other night? Mm, just saying. Yeah. It's just weird that Major League Baseball is getting it right. But, but dude, yeah. this is extreme rules. Oh, right. right. It's not just any other pay-per-view. It's extreme rules. When Paul Heyman was on there on the stage cutting the promo and they had the thing behind him with the extreme rules, did it look like the Confederate flag to anybody but me? Mm, no. Can't help it, but yes, yeah, it you know, like it. at first it kind of did. Stars and bars, whatever. The crowd was chanting, we, we want Lesnar. When the crowd was chanting, we want Lesnar. No, we don't. No, we don't. I wonder if there was a lot of... We didn't didn't have the sound up. I wonder if the people in Philadelphia were booing as he ended up winning that championship. (sighs) Fuck, I don't know. Okay, let's see what it says. Brock Lesnar cashed in and pinned Seth Rollins to win the title after Rollins had pinned Corbin in the tag match after three curb stomps. Three curb stomps. Jesus. It's a finishing move, not a triple finishing move. He was pissed because he... And you know what was weird when I was watching the Roger Federer and Djokovic match? Mm-hmm. Nobody in the stands was chanting, this is awesome. I thought they always did that yeah. in, 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 Every sporting in event. Wimbledon. Yeah. Fifth set tiebreaker, first time ever 
in men's history. No holy shits or nothing? No, no, this is awesome. Weird. Oh. God. God. And I, and I saw the royal uh, family out there. I bet they were. I bet they were chanting. It. Let me just say this: Alabama ain't got shit on the inbreeding that's going on in that royal family. That one motherfucker looked like his his. Uh, I don't know who. I don't know what happened to him. But I can tell you, the, the, his Adam's apple. It it planes <laughs> planes crash into that. I mean, it invades airspace. That's that shit was ridiculous. Yeah, Wimbledon. He, I, he looks the, you know, the DNA inside of that man is just screaming for help. <laughs> it was it was like Prince Charles's brother? Is that who it is? I don't know who he is, but he's brother, brother, cousin. He looked like that buzzard in the cartoons. So I don't know <laughs> uh, the tag match dragged at points, but Rollins looked really good the entire match. It looked uh, it got really intense at the end. Rollins did a crossbody under Corman off of the top rope to the floor while Lynch did a senton off the middle rope under the floor, putting Lynch through a table. The match picked up when Corbin used the end of days. Rollins went crazy on Corbin. Nailing him with a kendo stick and chair shots until pinning him after the three curb stomps. And afterwards, I understand they did a press conference and Rollins said, well, we gimmicked the chair properly. (laughs) We'll see. Duh. Lesnar came out and hit two German suplexes. Paul Heyman cashed in the briefcase and Lesnar used an F5 and pinned Rollins in seconds to win the title. See, I don't want to go see Seth Rollins in Raleigh now. He doesn't have the title. I don't want him to have a picture with no title. I don't want him to have a picture with with the man, though. She still got her title. Yeah. Which should be a, I mean, I think it'd be kind of cool if they booked them breaking up. That always works out beautifully. Yeah, it seems to. God. Are you are you super disappointed now that he's got the thing? Yes, back? I am. I'm, I'm yeah. quite upset, to be honest. <laughs> it went Dude, exactly the way you didn't want it to go. Shot. I sh- but, you know, I should have I known, that, known. That, that, that if Brock Lesnar's going to have the damn money in the bank, he's going to end up getting the belt. He's not going to cash it in and yeah. not get the belt. The only person belt. who doesn't get like Baron Corbin cashed it in and didn't win. That was the only time. Yeah, right? yeah exactly. He fucked up because he's a moron. God, now how long is he going to hold on this shit now? I mean, geez, almighty. I don't know. This is, this is, I don't know. This doesn't feel like how you turn things around. <sighs> Not have, for me. To have Dick face the Magnificent still have the Universal Championship oh, doesn't really seem God. like. Jeez. Uh, you can commiserate with Bryant on uh, social media, on Instagram, and on Twitter, at Bryce Sports, B-R-Y Sports. I'm at Britt Whitmire on Twitter. It be dub for reels, BDUB, number four, R E L Z. Fuck Lesnar. <laughs> I think Trent, I think Trent Barrett is at Trenty Locks. I believe that is him on Instagram. Jeez, dude. <laughs> Jeez. Jesus, dude. Um, oh, and the show can be followed on Twitter at Katie Vic Live, and you can shop during Amazon's Prime Days at our uh, Amazon store, katievic.com. It's katievic.com. Till next time, fans, we'll see you ringside. There's that'll do it for this week. See you next week. And until then, so long for now.